I'm Jason Long, and this is Queer Contemplations. As being made redundant, my housemate would have to spark the renegade. Hashtag instigate. Just a little extra lighting from behind, facing the window, I found 45 degrees, slightly elevated so I can get the best natural light. There. Hashtag fresh fade, hashtag pride, hashtag instagay. I took a bus to 20 photos, just got to choose the right one. Hang on. Okay, that'll do. I'll send that out, see what comes back. I really should get out later. I've not left the house in a couple of days. I've not heard a thing from any of the jobs I've applied for. The agency have gone quiet too. Ten years I've been working as a travel agent. I was part of a lovely team. Never have I worked with such dedicated people. With the kind of people who'd answer our personal mobiles at 11 o'clock at night if the manager rang. We'd work unpaid overtime at the start and end of our shifts. Not because we were made to, but because we all wanted the company to be successful. We forgave the bosses for recalling us from annual leave because we all knew hard work is what it would take to bring the company back from the brink in an age where everybody books their holidays online. We all saw it coming, of course, the layoffs. They've been brewing away in the background for years. It was only a matter of time. It doesn't make it any less sad when it happens. No, it just removes the element of shock. We specialised in UK holidays. For the past few years, we were the travel company championing staycations. In fact, I'm fairly sure someone in our marketing department coined that term years ago. But it was our thing. Because of that, I consider myself to be a bit of an expert when it comes to hotels. So of course, when I got my marching orders, I knew that I'd be entering the job market with a skill and level of knowledge that sets me apart from people who have spent their careers booking Marbella for hem parties. Here we go. Eight likes so far. That's not too bad for a selfie. Tracking quite well. If I click on the hashtag Instagay, there are hundreds of other selfies coming through every minute. I think mine stands out though. Should get me a few new followers. So when I knew I was being made redundant, of course I started to look around shopping the job market, knowing that I have something quite unique to offer. I know all the Microsoft applications, I'm great at customer service, and I can name the top hotels and best places to visit in any town, city, or village, anywhere in the UK. And I put that all on my CV. After a while, I knew I'd have to be a bit more open-minded about the kind of work I could do. So yes, I applied for other kinds of work. Admin, retail, anything really. I knew that I'd have to start earning soon or my housemate would have to spot on the rent again. And I know how much you'd love that. 16 likes now. If I don't get to 50 within an hour, I'll delete it and take another one. I think once the work has stopped, I spend a lot of time at home by myself. So my brain started making all of these connections. I'm my most creative when my headspace isn't rented out to an employer. I had to get creative. It was a matter of pride. I've worked so hard in my life. There's no way I could sit around and wait for the right opportunity to come along. Who knows how long that might have taken. No. I had to think outside of the box. So one night when I couldn't sleep, I took out my laptop and watched a ton of videos about how to make money from blogging. It didn't look too difficult. So I just went ahead and created the site. The Wandering Homo. I figured I'm an expert already. I might be able to chart some interest. By the next morning, I'd already gained three followers, and that was before I even posted anything. I felt encouraged, 
so I caught the bus over to this small bed and breakfast near where I live. It's not fancy or anything, but I was already aware of it, and of course, I'm more of an expert on my local area than anywhere else, so I was confident I'd find something to write about. I walked in all stealthily and took a seat in the restaurant. I brought my laptop with me, ordered myself an afternoon tea, and sat there, alone, tapping away on my computer, creating a narrative about the place. I tried to be discreet when I took some photos of the food and the bar area, and it was easy enough. There was nobody else there apart from the waiting staff, and I don't think they could tell what I was doing. To top the post off, I took a few selfies and chose one to put at the top. I waited until I got home to publish it, and when I did, not only did I gain eight new followers, including the hotel itself, but I also got into conversation on Twitter with the hotel owner asking if I'd stay overnight to review the accommodation. Well, I said yes, of course, and when I stayed the following week, I was treated like a prince. Free room service, free breakfast in bed. It was wonderful. Everything sort of snowballed from there. It turns out the owner of the hotel had another one across town. He said it was fairly new, but he was trying to build its profile, so I did the same thing all over again for them. After just two posts, I had 72 followers. It looks like I was on my way up. I hadn't been able to monetize the blog yet, obviously. I'd need a lot more followers before I was able to charge for advertising space. But at that time, it didn't matter. I knew that would eventually come because it was clear people were interested. I started sending out requests to other hotels and bed and breakfasts. Not everyone replied, but some did. And for a month or so, I was travelling around the county staying in some lovely little places. Some weren't so lovely, but I still gave them good reviews. I needed to be attractive to any venue that might want me to stay. And I knew that if I gave somewhere a negative review, it might put them off. 18 likes so far. No, wait, 19. When I wrote, I always thought back to my travel agent training. I tried to see the good in every business and I thought it was my job to accentuate it. If the room was small, it'd be economic. If the food were bad, it'd be homemade. If the place wasn't clean enough, it'd be rustic. The only way I thought I'd make a living is if I were to think like a salesperson. It was my job to convince others to stay where I had stayed. After a while, I decided that I needed to get serious. My redundancy pay was drying up all too quickly, and my research to make a living out of a blog led me to the answer. I contacted this marketing company who basically hired influencers to work with selected clients. They managed all sorts of blogs, fashion, food, and luckily for me, travel. I sent them my pitch, told them about my blog, and gave them the lowdown about my following and the potential I thought it had. They looked at everything, my Twitter, Instagram, blog, and even Facebook, and they said they agreed I had potential to be a proper paid influencer. Thing is, they said they had two concerns. The first was that not a single one of my posts across any platform had ever reached over 5,000 likes. They'd been through all of my tweets and Instagram posts since I opened the accounts years ago, and the numbers were just too low. They said they'd only consider my pitch if I could reach that number. The other thing is, they said my Twitter and Instagram followers were 97% gay men, which should therefore be my target audience, whereas my blog was only really appealing to middle-aged straight people who could afford to spend a weekend in a nice hotel. They said I should try and find some way of packaging up what I was doing for the blog, for gay guys. Should be easy enough. I thought I could do some sort of gay travel blog, travel in the UK and review the best nightlife, culture and places to stay. They said they could go for that idea. They said it'd be certainly different from anyone else they had on their books. But still, without 5,000 likes, I wasn't going to get anywhere. It was fine, though. It gave me a mission. Up until then, my goals had been poorly defined. But after that initial contact, I knew what I needed to do. 
I booked myself a train ticket down to Brighton. Where better, I thought, to write about the gay travel experience. I spent the whole weekend taking selfies, drinking cocktails and dancing all night. I got sponsorship from a little hotel by the sea that's run by a lesbian couple. The room was nice enough, a little basic. I did my best to dress it up a bit. I waited until sunset before taking any photos. I wanted to catch it just as the daylight was becoming softer. I shouldn't have bothered really. By the time I put a couple of filters on, it'd make it look passable. The owners did their best, so of course I gave them a glowing review. I researched all the best gay travel hashtags to use, and I promoted the blog on my other social media channels, and it worked quite well. I had more likes than any of the posts before. I had well over a thousand views in the first 48 hours, but I was still nowhere near the 5,000 likes that I needed. 25 likes now on my selfie. I submitted the stats over to the agency just to prove to them that I was still interested and had taken their advice, and so they could see that I was serious about working with them. It didn't help though. I think more than anything they saw me as a nuisance and would still continue to do so until I could deliver the numbers. I was still there when I contacted them. Still there in that little hotel. The shine had been taken off it though. Gone was my impression of a quirky little place, the ideal non-corporate bolt hole for the modern gay traveller that I spoke about on my blog. Now it was just me, sitting on my own in a hotel room, cold and tired and going over my personal finances with a knot in my stomach. I had to keep up appearances obviously, so I went to a nice little restaurant for dinner and sat looking at the sea for a while with a dirty burger and a beer. I hoped that in letting my thoughts escape me and stopping still for a bit, the answer would come. It didn't. However, hit me until I picked up my phone and looked at my socials. I finished my dinner, paid on my credit card and ran back to the room as fast as I could. Once there, I wiped the mirror down with a damp towel, unplugged the lamps next to the bed and placed them on the windowsill. I made the bed and tidied the room a little, took my shirt off and looked at my reflection for a minute, preening my hair and checking my teeth. Once I was satisfied, I took about 50 photos, then I sat on the bed scrolling through, meticulously comparing them one by one, side by side. Once I shortlisted the final five pictures, I enhanced them, tried different filters including combinations of filter layering, and then I eventually posted one. There it was, my first shirtless photo. I was pouting a bit, but not enough to make it obvious. My hair looked great. A bit messy, but I think that made the photo look candid, which of course is vitally important. I curled up under the duvet and watched reactions come through across all the different platforms. I didn't get to sleep until I'd hit 700 likes, and when I woke up in the morning I could see interest tapered out about 3 o'clock, and I'd plateaued at 1600. I checked out of the hotel shortly afterwards, but before I left I had a word with one of the managers. She said she would love to see a LGBT British travel blog, so I made her follow me there and then. She got my hopes up a bit, you know? It was nice to have that validation, in person, from someone who could see straight away that I was talented and had a brand worth sharing. I guess she gave me that extra push I needed to keep going. While I was on the train home, I had an email from another hotel up in Manchester, inviting me to come and stay, and so I spent the journey researching them. I knew Manchester already, so I went ahead and wrote a brief pre-stay blog talking about all the things I'd be doing when I got there and how much I was looking forward to visiting. Eight likes. I was in trouble when I got home. There were two final demands that had arrived while I was away. My housemate had lovingly placed them propped up on my pillow on my bed. My room was already tidy. My mirror was clean so I took a shower, had some lunch and then I took off all my clothes, stood naked in the middle of the bedroom and took some photos. 
Again, I posted them across different accounts, and yes, it took some time, but what do you know? 5,000 likes. This episode was written by me, Jason Long, and was performed by Jamil Gokin. For more information on this episode, visit longstoriesmedia.com. If you're enjoying queer contemplations, I think you'll like my latest book. 40 Birthdays is an anthology of 40 short stories, each set on the birthday of the chapter's protagonist. As one of my lovely podcast listeners, you can get a free copy by visiting longstoriesmedia.com forward slash 40 hyphen birthdays. That's the word 40 hyphen birthdays.